How we doing? We got Dave, people Dave. watching us. Let's let's hear it on the chat. Hey everybody, I'm Dave, founder and editor in chief of ComicBookHerald.com. Uh, most of you probably know me from Crack and Krakoa, the YouTube series I do, where we talk X Men comics and uh, and mostly that in theories. So what we're gonna do today is that we're doing a live stream with Verno of the Cerebros and Ernie of Blurred Without Fear. And we are going to talk X-Men X of Swords. Ten of Swords, even. Uh, how have you guys been saying it? I, I, I started oh, yeah. out saying mostly um, Ten of Swords, because that was how they announced mm -hmm. it at C2E2. Uh, I, was, I was in the room where it happened. I, I've been watching a lot of Hamilton, too. I was in the room where it happened, and they announced that. So I've been going Ten, ten of Swords. But then recently, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, you know what? I, I think we can do X of Swords. I, th I think we can do X of Swords, right? I, what are you guys I, doing? I'm 10,000% over all these X of, Ten of... Yeah, titles because I mean maybe I wouldn't if I wasn't doing this podcast, but I, I can't I can't say ton of swords like half the time. I'm fifty fifty. I try to say ton of swords, but it's usually X. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for uh, for me, uh, I guess because like I think I, I I didn't I didn't see it like when it initially went live uh, when they were talking about everything, but like I remember I was uh, I was. I think I caught like a tweet from Jonathan Hickman or something he had posted on social media or something where he was like, like, uh, uh, back when it was house of X, uh, you know, powers of X powers of 10, whatever. And he was like, Oh, it's powers of, you know, 10, whatever. You'll see why when you yeah. read. And I was like, okay, cool. And he said it was, ten, it was he said it was like tennis awards. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll roll with it. And it's like my, my, my wife's in a, into the tarot and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it just, it, it's, it, it's just one of those things. It just rolls off the tongue for me a little bit better, but, um, Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, ever, yeah, like, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, is is it X Men? Is it X Men stuff? Okay, cool. We're good. It, <laughs> it never even dawned to me that they were actual tarot cards until Dave. Mm -hmm. I was listening to one of yours. I was like, oh, they they are tarot. I didn't even think to look into that. Yeah. Very good, very good. All right, let's get this party started. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to go through a bunch of I think theories first as we talk uh, this event. So next week, there's a big... We're going to talk about the biggest release of next week in the X-Men line, which is, of course, Juggernaut number one <laughs> that is coming out this Wednesday. <laughs> uh, but also, mostly, we will be focusing on uh, Ten of Swords creation. This is the, the first all-red issue, okay, in the X-Men uh, event. Ten of Swords, we had the preludes this week, Excalibur 12 and X-Men number 12, which I'm guessing all three of us probably covered on our respective channels extensively. I know I had a bunch of coverage and some teasers <laughs> of theories we'll be talking about today, but we're going to get into, I think, just kick things off with, like, let's go through some predictions for what's to come in Ten of Swords, uh, if that's cool, and then we can kind of bounce off each other's ideas from there. So I'll get things started with, with what is probably the most um, discussed like mystery and theory right now, which is the classified sword bearer, the leader of Arako. And again, like if you're joining this and, and you're here and you kind of don't know what's going on, um, we're going to spoil stuff, right? We're going to talk Dawn of X. We're going to talk comics that came out this week, X-Men number 12 and Excalibur number 12. It's impossible I think to do this conversation with predictions yeah. and theories and not spoil stuff. Okay. So if that is of concern to you, you can bounce now. You can always come back later after you're caught up. And maybe I think that, you know, the live stream should be able to, to go live later. Okay. So let's get into the prediction and theories about this new character debuted in X-Men number 12. Annihilation uh, is the name of this classified sword bearer of Arako. And what do we know about Annihilation? Well, not a whole lot other than, uh, she wears a very cool mask, <laughs> which yeah. which is a great. Uh, it's kind of got those like long tendrils, uh, a la some like Elder God type stuff. And uh, in my theory that I teased out way back when was probably that Annihilation was going to be connected to Storm because there was uh, the Free Comic Day X-Men teaser. There was an image split down the middle of a black woman and this masked figure. And just kind of going through the, the, the text that was on the page, um, it was like, well, this probably has to be Storm related. Now, I don't think that's the case, okay? Because yeah. we've seen, um, you know, just what we've seen in the story, in X-Men number 12 especially, this history of Arako and this land where uh, Apocalypse's first horseman and his wife, Genesis, and the horseman being his children, whether this is metaphorical or literal, I, I took it as pretty literal. I don't know about you guys. Um, that this yeah. is like, I, took it as, I took it as literal, too. Yeah. So, Annihilation, the way that she meets up with Genesis, the way the story goes is they get into a sword fight. Annihilation leads, like, the demon hordes of Arako. And Annihilation, the text reads, buries Genesis. 
okay, which is a little ambiguous. It's a little ambiguous, right? The implication is that she killed Genesis, who is Apocalypse's wife, but one of the theories I tossed out and one of my favorite things that people have been saying is, like, they could still be the same person. This could be a transformation of Genesis giving up what she used to be and becoming now this leader of Annihilation, right? Like, this is all a story told to us by the Summoner, who seems not the most trustworthy, to say the least, okay? <laughs> so, let's start there. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about the theory that Annihilation and uh, Genesis are actually the same person, and that the classified swordbearer is, in fact, Apocalypse's wife? Uh, I'm, I'll go to a limb and say that I'm thinking that's... Pro- I would be very, very, very shocked if that were not the case. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff that... Kind of like you said, Summoner seems a little shady. He's a little shady. I'm I'm not a, like, and I know when I when I did my video on it, I had some people who were like, "Oh, you're just overthinking. You're just overthinking." It's like, no, there's some dialogue there that basically is. It, it's just he has been too ominous. There's been too many things that we've seen over the the last uh, two or three issues of uh, of X Men. Uh, the the uh, the one of the last ones with uh, Magneto, uh, where he was the focus. You know, at the very beginning of that book, yeah, he was you know, playing a game with Rockslide that was all about you know weaknesses. Um, and it's like I don't know, it just the way he addressed the game and, and and broke it down just seemed ominous. And the way he's responding to Apocalypse and telling him the story and feeding him all this information kind of seems about the same way. It seems like an unreliable uh, narrator. So yeah. like, yeah. It, it wouldn't shock me if he left out a, uh, a detail about what would uh, essentially be his grandmother. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't shock me because there's some there. I don't know. There, there's something about the way they they line out the whole interaction between uh, Genesis and Annihilation. Um, like it's just like they because he. I think there's a part where I, I, my memory may be a little hazy in this, but. I felt like the way it was worded was that no one really knows what happened, but she fell. Mm-hmm. Genesis mm-hmm. fell. You know, like, like, oh, no, she's gone. We don't have eyewitness accounts uh, stuff going on with <laughs> right. her. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, if they, if the, and then we had that free comic book day. I think it was in the free comic book day uh, issue where they, yeah, they're split down the middle. And it's like, uh, was it Saturnine? This was like kind of referring to him as like two yeah. sides of the same coin. They're like one and the same. It's like, mm, I don't know. I. So you're pretty. It's looking close. Yeah, it's. I think it's yeah. close. <laughs> Bruno, what do you think? I, and feel free to. I hadn't actually other ideas too. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought of it like that. You're saying that that fight that took place between Annihilation and Genesis. You don't think it actually happened? Like those pictures that we saw, that was just him. I do. I think, think it. Like, I think it happened differently. Yeah. Than the way yeah, someone right. was describing it. Right. I think like when they get there, they're gonna realize. That they don't, not everybody agrees 100%. They're not all going to be on the side of Apocalypse and not all want to do what he wants to do. They're going to get there and realize that, yeah, the summoner was lying. But I don't know. Maybe it's just because I liked it so much. I don't want that to be true. Yeah, yeah. I want that of went down because it's one thing when they're narrating it to, to say it. He's like, he said something wrong, but they showed me the pictures, man. They, they drew that stuff. Like, I want to believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So given that, and given that it could be somebody else, which I think is exciting as well. So my other theories that I teased out in the X-Men 12 video, I'll, I'll go through the one that I like the most. And basically I was just trying to think like, all right, who could the person behind this mask be? That would be like a huge moment. Because everything about Ten of Swords, the way Marvel's promoting it, the way the X-Men writers are talking about it, is like, this thing's going to blow your minds. And for it to do that, you know, my original theory was like, oh, it could be a Shake, this, this long-lost uh, bloodline relative of Storm. But it's like... That wouldn't actually be that exciting in terms of, like, this character's had very limited references throughout comics history. For deep, deep comics nerds, it'd be like, this is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not like, oh, this connects to House of X and Powers of Ten in some huge ways. People that would, for example, uh, my favorite theory here is Rasputin, the the Powers of Ten uh, chimera, who, like, at the end of Powers of Ten, not at the end of their lifeline, which is Lifeline 9 of Moira's, the Apocalypse Future, she goes through a black hole. She goes through a singularity with Zorn. Now, to me, that opens up, and I've been talking about this the whole time, is like that opens up the possibility that she transported somewhere. She transported to some other realm. She found a way to get through the lifeline thing that Moira has, which we still don't totally know how that works, you know? Like when Moira mm-hmm. dies, does that 
does everything end? Is that like a collapse? Do they go on living their lives? Like, what exactly does that mean? Um, but I really like the idea of this being Rasputin come back as a Chimera. Now, two pieces of information here before I toss it to you guys. One, the big question I have with that is why, why, why would that make sense? Why would Rasputin come through this lifeline but then be in opposition to mutant kind and to, to Apocalypse? And the only thing I could think of there was the idea that, like, so in Life 9, the Apocalypse life, uh, that's the first time we see listed that Moira and Apocalypse free the first horseman. So they went through this process in Life 9. They know what happened. Mm. My theory is that Krakoans weren't tested enough. So they were like, that was actually too easy, and we need Krakoa and Mutant Kind to learn some lessons here to make them stronger, which is a very apocalypse idea, right? He'd be like, mm -hmm. okay, survival of the fittest. Um, so they agree sending Rasputin back through Zorn's black hole to challenge Mutant Kind to ultimately make them strong enough to survive in Life 10. And then I think there was, oh, there was some language too on the... Um, a Marvel promo about the classified saying this will redefine Apocalypse's future. If you take that literally, the only future of Apocalypse mm. we've seen is Life Nine with Myra. So, all right, again, what do you guys think about the Rasputin theory? And then I'm just gonna throw it out there with no with no context for me. A lot of people think this might be Moira McTaggart. So, pick your poison on that one, Rasputin, mm. Moira. What do you, Verno, I'll toss it to you. What do you think? Well, again, I watched your video. I haven't actually had a chance to do a video. I've been working since uh, since I got that comic book. Yeah. I had a chance just to read it for the, uh, not the first time, but the second and third time last night at work, which I had to do before I understood pretty much any of it. But I love that theory about Rasputin. If it was Rasputin and, and that was the reasoning because she went into a black hole and traveled there, I think that would be... That would be dope as hell, for sure. That would be the coolest person that it could be right. to me as Rasputin. If they wrote it in a way that made it all make sense and everything. But, Ernie, but yeah. What do, I, what do you think about that? I don't have anything. Rasputin none of my theories effect. are better than that one. I'll, I'll say that for sure, because I love that one. <laughs> that's, that's my so favorite cool. one. Because that's the one where, if it, when it happens, I'm like, hell yes, this is yeah. everything I wanted. When you said that, I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was getting excited. So they're oh, listening. No. I, when, um, when they first... You know, did the whole thing like, oh, who is redacted name? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, when, they, when they were doing all those promos, I'm not going to lie. The first thing that kind of crossed my mind was, is that, you know, because, you know, Mora has been pretty MIA for the most part. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. you know, she, she's, she, she's been out of the picture, not hanging around. And I kind of feel like, you know, something's up there. Um, so when they first showed Annihilation, I was like, huh. I wonder because it would make sense because you know Mora Apocalypse they have history um, and then but you brought up Rasputin a character who I loved and I kind of hated that you know, she just kind of disappeared yeah right <laughs> yeah she was gone it's like it's like oh well you know, here's this amazing character that we will never see again and it was kind of funny to me that you, know, you also go back and think about it the way they depicted Rasputin and all those uh those tarot imageries and then of course you know we're looking at uh you know this uh you know ten of swords coming up which is you know it is inspired by the actual tarot card uh the ten of swords so then it's like mm -hmm. it starts making me wonder like is there some kind of connection in 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 the idea that Rasputin could be out there somewhere could have like you know found their way to um you know you know, the past or, or something and could you know rise up through the ranks and become like this which it wouldn't be out of the the, the spectrum of possibility for Rasputin to be able to do that because we kind of know Rasputin's personality and we know what they're capable of mm -hmm. like you know uh, Rasputin is like a I think if I'm not mistaken Rasputin was considered like one of the highest level uh, uh, chimeras. Uh, of that time, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and has like a ridiculously OP power set, and not only that, but has this like this warrior mentality, like this was warrior mentality that you know was 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 touted enough in Powers of Ten, where you know oh, there were certain chimeras that were just literally that was their thing was fighting, you know, war and all this other stuff. So it wouldn't surprise me. Honestly, if that were the case, uh, I would actually like to see Rasputin. Like they, when they, when that mask finally comes off, I don't know what issue it'll be when that mask comes off. <laughs> if I see Rasputin's, you know, blue little face, I, I <laughs> will be excited. I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I'll oh, be definitely. excited. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm if I saw him first, I wouldn't be surprised either. 
there was one of the many, many super confusing white pages that was in, I think, Powers of Ten. Do you guys remember the one that was talking about black holes and how the universe was really just is all these veins of uh, connecting black holes and all that? I think, or something. That's like. what is that kind of what you're going with, Dave? You think she pretty much wormholed and yeah. that? Yeah, because Hickman has planted those seeds, right? He's he's planted Definitely. black holes and singularities come up um, a fair amount in the data pages, especially when he's talking that super cosmic stuff. So the and the, like you said, yeah, there's a data page that's literally about like black holes as like a they're all connected and like as a method yeah. of transportation. I you don't plant that seed and then have a character with a black hole for a head go off without <laughs> using well, it. There's just no way. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because the other thing is if Rasputin could possibly be there, then then Zorn might be there. Yeah. And I was and I've been it. assuming especially since you were pointing out like you were thinking possibly all of the horsemen are children of apocalypse. But what if that one with like the flamey head type deal? Like yeah. what if that was like the child of Zorn sure. and Rasputin? Like that that goes along with your theory there, it kinda of would make sense. It would be cool. I'd be excited about that. Yeah. Because it's a female. It's not gonna be Zorn, it's a the female character that looks like that. Mm-hmm. Oh the, yeah. I was All like right. I was gonna say, if I'm not mistaken, like what was it uh there was a character they showed in the the last issue of X Men, um, who who went unnamed and uh I, you know, they they were shown in the shot with uh in the panel with, with a, a war and a, like a baby uh, a baby summoner. Oh yeah, yeah. So the the father and, of the summoner, right? Which you know they never told us who that character was, but I think it's safe to say that is probably a child of Apocalypse in some way, shape, form, or fashion. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's too close, but but I, I don't want to make assumptions because I know we also have the White Sword who is also blue, but <laughs> it's a doesn't mean they're related. But it does. There are characters that are in this uh um you know, that that are that are in this this crossover coming up that. Yeah, we've been introduced to some of them, but at the same time, I feel like there's still a lot we don't know. Like, you know, they talk about the white sword, and you know, I feel like, you know, he he kind of like you know, some people kind of brought up on when I when I did the video, he seems kind of like a perversion of what uh, the, of the resurrection protocols. Yeah, right. Uh, mm. That are on Krakoa, and you know, they were ta- you know talking about you know the uh, you know some of these other um, was it Iska was it Iska the unbeaten how you know. It seemed kind of weird that you know, like you know, this character who you know supposedly cannot be beaten and they defected because you know their powers that they can't lose or, or whatever, so they were compelled to which is the, to the coolest power. I yeah, yeah. Just, I, can't, I just can't lose. I can't lose. <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> it, it's, it's like a it's like a souped up gladiator uh, on steroids. Like, nah, I'm just I'm I'm just that good. Yeah, I'm just that good. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I, I'm here for it personally, but uh, I I thought it was interesting that you know this character just kind of pops up. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, you know I'm here now. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like so there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of holes, but part of me does wonder if um yeah there there are some uh some other uh connections in there. Like, do y'all think that the like there's any kind of connection between the White Sword and um and uh, and so, and I guess we can assume a Summoner's father. It's I mean that would. That could make sense, I think, because um, mm-hmm. we definitely don't know much about, like, we don't know much about the White Sword, right? Aside from mm-hmm. this sort of, like, connective tissue of, okay, he's going through this mockery of the Resurrection Protocols. But uh, the one thing that was, uh, I didn't get, was he, I thought White Sword was already there, like, in Arakka. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't one of the mutants who came with them from Earth, was at least the way I read that. Because when they got there, yeah. they see all that destruction, and I think it's described as the product of the White Sword already. Because there's all those like, uh, there's yeah. all those like X crucifixion things, which mm-hmm. is like a common kind of you know visual component in X Men. Um, I thought that was his work, so he could have already been there. Could he have been? That he was an ally, I guess. So yeah, totally. Like he could have yeah. connected, and then the Summoner that could be his dad um, mm. is the White Sword, who is now just like just all murder all the time like that's <laughs> he just takes out I, everyone. I, I actually appreciate you brought that up too because that is something that i actually okay so full disclosure when i did my video for x-men number 12 i actually sat on that comic for a few hours like because yeah. i just I, I i i had to reread it i had to reread <laughs> it at least three times i reread yeah. it the night before too and then i woke up with like thoughts about the comic <laughs> like yeah <immediate>, yeah <laughs> Well, like, you know, just what you said, like, you know, the White Sword, they say that he was already there. Yeah. And then later on, they say, well, no, he used to be from, you know, uh, you know, from our group. 
And then it's like, mm-hmm. wait, which one is it? <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, what, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of both, maybe. Or, or like it's just like, Summoner's story has some holes in it, you know? Because mm-hmm. I, I do think right. that's that's something people have pitched, is like, mm-hmm. we can't accept this as full truth. You know, this is his retelling. But we also know the Summoner is one of the sword bearers of Araco from Marvel's teases. In the promos, mm-hmm. like, he has at least visually shown up on their side. So what he's telling Apocalypse could all be set up. It could all be playing him and playing Krakoa um, because maybe maybe they don't really want their help. He's on the side of like, actually, I'm tricking you to come invade and take back our land. You know, like it's right. it's not necessarily the way he positions it is the truth. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of that promo art has to be thrown off because you keep seeing uh, Apocalypse and battling his horsemen. Right? Is that yep. throwing you guys off? Like, is he actually going to do that? I mean, yeah, it's a fair question. You know, like, I mean, sure, it's a cover and all that. It doesn't have to happen that way in the book. But it's like, it just seems that is definitely something that has confused me. One of the billions of things that has confused me. Let's dig into that a little because that ties into the the betrayal component of, Mm -hmm. of like, a likely prediction. So we know from the free comic book day teasers, a betrayal is coming, right? Mm -hmm. And there have been teases about, okay, who... On the X-Men side of things, on the Krakoa side of things, might that come from? Apocalypse is, like, the very obvious choice because he's at the center of all this and clearly is kind of going to have to make a choice, family versus mutant kind Krakoa, at least the way it's positioned. I mean, in my head, it's mm-hmm. like, well, I actually think it'd be better if they all just came together, right? Make more mutants. Well, what's the easiest right. way to do that? You bring this hmm. new realm of mutants together. Um, I think Apocalypse is a little too easy as a potential betrayal, I think it's probably going to come from some other sources. Um, I have some thoughts, but what do you guys think about who the betrayers might be and the shape that might take uh, in this event? Oh, man. Uh, I will say that um, one of the things that struck me, and I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, y'all, y'all may very well be on the same page, is uh, there was something, once, you know, going back to that free comic book day, uh, joint. Uh, there is. Uh, they show the the hanged man card. Yeah. And uh, it talks about. Uh, you. Know, uh, I think was it. Uh, uh, Saturnine says that. Uh, yep. Booyah. <laughs> says. Uh, Visual reference. <laughs> there you go. Says. Uh, Curious. Can any of them be trusted to throw themselves on the pyre of change? Yeah. And it. And there's there's several characters that are shown. You see. Uh, was it Apocalypse Beast? Uh, Richter, uh, Havoc, Glob, I'm assuming Polaris, that is... Banshee, yeah. hmm And there is a character whose name I'm blanking on, I feel awful for doing that. because uh, I think I saw them... I think, yeah, like, I, it was... I know that they they were in the first, uh... I know the first oh, couple is it Trinary? Excalibur. Yeah, Trinary. There you That's go. Um, I knew that I saw them in Excalibur, I just could never remember their name. Um, but... They like they. I don't know. I kind of feel like that. That there is some kind of implication there, that you know, like some somebody in that somebody in that that lot. I could. I don't know if it. It has to exactly be them. But we all know that for one, Beast has been mega ultra ridiculously out of pocket uh, <laughs> with his actions lately. Um, and yeah, it's one of those things like it. it like yeah, reading the pages of X Force to me, it kind of felt like I was watching like Breaking Bad again because like yeah. I'm, I'm watching this guy who like you know in any other comic would probably be a bad guy, and uh, <laughs> and mm-hmm. even though I shouldn't be like rooting for him or like you know in, in, entertained by his actions for the most part, his his messiness lately has been entertaining to me. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. he turned a corner where it became like okay, wait a minute now, hold on. Now you've gone too far. <laughs> like clearly, and, like so obviously too far. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's, it's too much of a of, of a sharp turn. And 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 one of the things I think people aren't paying attention to enough in these comics is that you know because people are like, oh, the villains. Oh, they brought all the villains on the island. Oh, the villains, the villains, villains, villains. Sometimes, as 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 a, as a saying in in my neighborhood goes, is sometimes. It'd be your own people. <laughs> and sometimes it's the people you have the closest to you. And it's, it, it, it would not surprise me. Like, yeah, Apocalypse is too easy. I would not be surprised if it was Beast. Yeah. Like, at yeah. all. In any way, shape, form, or fashion. So I've got, uh, I've actually got a theory that Beast 
because I, I 100% agree with you. Like, his, his mm-hmm. actions have been so... It, it's so hard to, like... It's, it's impossible even to root for this character at this point. Like, he's mm-hmm. gone so far beyond what is, like, I guess, decent. And he's been on this slippery slope for a long time. You know, I've seen a lot of readers like, oh, what happened to Beast? They ruined him. It's like, this has been happening with this character for, like, since, like, the start of the 2000s. Like, he's been making kind of big mistake after big mistake. Um, but he's on that tarot card, too, that talks about uh, sacrifice, and I, my theory was, what's the only way to save Beast from himself at this point? It's if he makes a huge sacrifice in this event. Because other, like, if he finally has that moment of clarity where he's like, all right, I've... Because everything he's doing is like, I'm trying to do it in the best interest of mutants in Krakoa. That's what's in his head. And he's going about it all wrong, you know, I think, in, in a lot of cases. Um, but he's got that idea. He knows that's what he wants to do. I'm thinking if this in, in this event, then maybe there's an opportunity for him to, like, stay behind. Like, the sacrifice... Because, again, like, if he dies, we resurrect him, right? So there has to be mm-hmm. something different. There has to be something a little different than that. And maybe it's like, oh, I'm going to stay behind and, you know, hold the line or whatever it is. Some sort of sacrifice that actually matters so that we can finally go like, oh, B saw the light. I feel a little better about that. Um, Maybe it Mm -hmm. won't happen here, but to me, that's an opportunity to start, like, bringing this character back. I I guess my question would just be there is, like, is Ben Percy and the X-Force team, Joshua Kassara, like, are they done with him? Are they done with this descent? I don't think that they are probably no god oh I, I don't i don't think honestly i think it would be better if they kind of let it keep going mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> just let it keep going let him let him go yeah full you know just off the rails you know which is sad to say that it, he hasn't hit that yet <laughs> no he hasn't right that's the thing he got punched in the stomach yeah. by wolverine <laughs> for bad decision yeah. but otherwise he hasn't super been held accountable um verno what do you think about betrayers who do you who do you think it might be I, I I shared this once on Twitter. Someone shared it, actually, and it got no traction. Nobody seemed to agree with me. Everybody oh, yeah. thought it was thin. But I can't quit thinking about it, and I like it. Uh, I heard it first from a dude, uh, the Red God of Morocco. Seems like a legit source, first of all. But the way it's worded, <laughs> betrayal, betrayed by those you would show your back to. Yep. And again, if I could bring in a visual reference, they're showing their backs. Yes. These mutants up front showing their backs to that line of mutants all silhouetted out behind them. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, if that ended up being the case where they go down there, and then like I was saying, there's some kind of like philosophical difference that they have, where maybe Storm, who's a member of those silhouetted out members, she decides she doesn't want to go along with Apocalypse's plan, mm-hmm. and they, she betrays the group of mutants in the foreground there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, and there's, a, there's a schism there. And it could also play along with... Uh, that Russell Dodderman cover that we've been seeing with Storm dancing with death. Right. Like maybe she goes down. What I really hope is when they get to Morocco, that Hickman, and I believe they will, that they're actually going to flesh out these characters down there, that they're going to be human, you know, they're going to be alien or whatever, but that they're going to be real people. And they're going to have real reasons why they're doing the things that they're doing. And that some of the X-Men will side with the other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna co-sign I'm gonna co-sign here for a minute, uh, and the reason why is because the we recently did get some news that Storm is supposed to be set for like some major arcs. Yes, uh, they said that she's supposed to have a tremendously huge moment in Ten of Swords, so they wouldn't say what it was, which I don't necessarily mean it's that, but it mean you know, come on. Uh, and then they said that she is set for something really big post. Uh, Ten of Swords. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's it, and, and there there have been some little things and and that maybe it could be nothing. But I do remember reading in uh, uh, Marauders when uh, Storm met with the uh, the lady from X Desk. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the woman the woman actually brought up a point that I think some people probably read over it and thought nothing of it. But, like, she brings a point that, like, she seems like she's the most powerful person on that island. Why is she not in charge? Mm, like, that was yeah. that was a question that that woman asked. And, like I said, it may be innocuous or, or it may seem like, oh, no, it's not, you're, you're thinking too hard about it. Like, but what if? That's interesting. Because yeah. it, it is, it's, it's, it's something, like, honestly, nothing, what I keep telling people is that nothing really goes, there's really no stitch of dialogue that goes into these comics that Hickman probably hasn't looked at. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the books that he's not writing, he is literally credited as, as the head of X. He had a plan, and he has trusted the people that are writing these books to write his plan out and to write things of their own that he can use. And a lot of times, like, you even go back to, like, uh, like some people even point out to me, like, you go back to the Giant Size X-Men uh, comics. A lot of times, there's tons of dialogue in those books that are callbacks to things that have happened in uh, previous X titles. Um, you know, whether they mean anything or not is, is you know, being more than a callback is one thing. But I do find it interesting that this person who's been, like, literally bird-dogging Krakoa, like, you know, since Dawn of X began, was like, hey, why is she not in charge? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's, she, not, it's something that you moment can't just in Giant Size Storm that just came out, too, where she's like, mm-hmm. I am a mutant. I am a goddess. You know, that mm-hmm. is as she's recovering. And it's like, yeah, like, you are. <laughs> like, you're a mega-level yeah. mutant. And Storm has, like, she's led the X-Men in the past. You know, she's butted mm-hmm. heads with, with Cyclops, took him down, took leadership of the X-Men. She's butted heads with Professor mm-hmm. X. We look back to, mm-hmm. like, Secret Wars, even. Um, oh, God. She, and she's been uh, she's been the queen of Wakanda, you know, yeah. too, right? Let's not forget mm-hmm. that. And so, like, she's she's got, <laughs> she's got the creds, right? She's got the credentials. Mm-hmm. Well, and people have been actually asking, like, what's going to happen? Like, we've already seen kind of the Krakoa butting heads with Latveria. Yeah. It's only a matter of time, and I know a lot of people on, on, on my side of things, that's one of the most common questions I get is, like, when is... Yeah, because we've seen the X-Men and, you know, and Black Panther kind of, like, cross paths before. Right. You know, like, well, how long is it going to be now that... Uh, especially, go. It, it, that's another thing, too. You go back, go back and look at some of that stuff from House of X, uh, some of those those data pages. There is something that they, and granted, it, it makes sense because it is Wakanda. They don't need the, they don't need the Krakoan drugs. One of the things they did point out was that, you know, the reason why they dismissed the their, the offer uh, uh, for the Krakoan drugs is because they, they don't need them. They, yeah. they have the heart-shaped herb, they have vibranium, they don't, they don't, they have their own stuff that is very, not the same, but kind of similar. Which was different than everyone else, where it was like, you know, it, mm-hmm. more like, well, we're enemies, we don't trust them, et cetera, et cetera. Wakanda was right. just like, no, we're good. <laughs> and, 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 more, and more important to that is, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't even just Wakanda. It was like other African nations that are like under Wakanda. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, there like, were a like couple Earth. of them. Yeah. So like, it, it's one of those situations where I start to, it, at what point, like, because Hickman doesn't just throw stuff out there willy nilly, so mm-hmm. um, I do think. Yeah, I don't know if it's a hundred percent going to be like. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent going to happen, but if it did, I mean, it would I'm, make sense. I'm super here for this idea. Like yeah. in 2021, mm-hmm. Wakanda kind of takes on Krakoa finally thing with Storm at the center of it. I think makes mm-hmm. so much sense because so we know that storm event is coming like, or, you know, I'm calling an event, but some big moment. Um, there mm-hmm. was an interview that, that X-Men editor Jordan D. White did recently on the Chris is on infinite earth podcast. And he said like, Hey, that storm stuff. I may have teased that a little too early. He's like, he's like, it's going to be a little <laughs> while. It's going to be huge though. He's like, you'll know it when you see it. He's like, if you think you saw it and you're kind of questioning, it's not it. You'll know it when you see it. It's huge. Um, to me, that's like, okay, how about some Wakanda, Black Panther stuff. How about we get uh? How about we get Tanahisi Coates coming up on the end of of his Black Panther run? I think, mm-hmm. um, and, and talking about like we've got huge plans in store for that run. Let's get him playing playing with the X Men and Krakoa a little bit and start bringing those properties together. I think that would be enormous. I, I think that would be so yeah. cool and interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, like when you bring those those properties together. Because you're right, you don't plant that Wakanda seed and not have a plan yeah. for it. Well, and I don't know if anyone's read this, and I probably am the only soul on this planet who has, but uh, there was an annual for Black Panther that came out. This was back like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, it's a what-if future. Uh, I don't think it's actually like you, because usually annuals, your mileage will vary on whether any of that stuff matters sometimes. Sure. Depends. Mm-hmm. But um, they did a story where it was in the future, and it was basically Black Panther talking to his grandchildren and telling them the story of how he and Storm met or some other stuff. And basically, long story short, they basically kind of rolled through it and they were like, oh, uh, well, he they basically created a mutant sanctuary on Wakanda and they have mm. mutant children and you know, uh, they made peace with Atlantis. So it's very and 
bear in mind, Black Panther is a, a much older, gray-headed man by this point. So, but they also show that he fought off you, know, you know, other like villains. Like, you know, they show like he has a trophy room with like Doctor Doom's mask, like crushed, and Magneto's uh, and, and Iron Man's helmets. I, I love a good trophy room. I'm such a oh yeah, it, 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 it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing, yeah. and they even talked about like why Atlantis and Wakanda are together. It's not because they actually like each other; it's because they're trying to stop you know, from going to war with one another. Yeah, right. uh, like marrying their like uh, Namor and Black Panther marrying their children off to each other. So like, there's a, mm. a a tie that keeps them from. So I don't like once again not saying that like it's you know something's going to happen, but yeah, it, it 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 seems like at some point in the time you have to address the fact that Wakanda, because of Storm's relationship to the X Men and to um, yeah Wakanda itself, at some point there has to be you know a coming to you know to the middle there. Uh, it happened in the past. Uh, what was it with uh, Avengers versus X Men? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's only a matter of time before it happens again. So, yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. So, Ernie, I know you got um, a, a time limit here because you got you got your own stream, um, Blurred Without Fear, coming up <laughs> in June, right? Is that correct? Yes, that's At, correct. In, that's in half correct. an hour. Okay, cool. So I want to keep us moving through a few more topics that people were asking mm-hmm. about. Uh, one question I did want to dig into. So, obviously, there's I like I feel like we could probably talk all day about, you know, Ten of Swords theories and where this whole thing's going. Like, there's so much that's been seeded and planted uh, and moving. Here's a question just like, Fairly simple. Vernal, I'll throw it to you first. Do we see Moira in this event? Do we see her at all? Because she, we have hardly seen her. And again, forget is she annihilation, just period. Does she yeah. make appearances? <laughs> well, if she's not one of the people under the masks, right? Then it's like, how does she fit? And I think we will. I honestly, I think we will, and I hope we will. It's one of the things I want the most, just because she's one of the coolest aspects of this whole thing that Jonathan Hickman set in motion. But... I don't see. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to fit. She's not going to go there with them. She's not going to go to a month. Is that how you guys are saying it? A month. A month. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah <it sounds> great. <laughs> I don't see her going there, but I do think we're going to see her. But I do. I think it's going to be more of like a Xavier goes and talks to her in a little bubble thing, and we get one of those shots. And but I don't know. They're not going to pull just the some kind of behind the scenes pulling strings reference type stuff. I, I'm kind of leaning yeah. that direction as well. Like I think. I think it's almost a lock that we see her in the creation issue. It's a big red issue. That's the first one coming out this Wednesday. I think we'll get a House of X six style Charlie, Moira, Magneto, Triumvirate. Maybe Apocalypse is in this one too, right? Maybe we bring him in. And they're all in Moira's no place chatting. I, I think they're going to have at least a conversation. But then what, like, again, like what Moira's role is at this point, again, if she's not Annihilation, is fascinating to me. Because she has done this before. Mm-hmm. In Life 9. Like, she should have the playbook, which is the interesting mm-hmm. thing to me about all this, is, like, here, like here's the question. is like, what is different from the way this went down in this life compared to the way it went down in the Apocalypse future? Because in the Apocalypse future, like, presumably it kind of went down the same way. He went and rescued them. So what's different this time? Th- those, are, those are interesting questions to me. It seems like, actually, because Krakoa is now allied with everyone, like, it would almost be easier for them. To, mm-hmm. to go in and save the day. Uh, Ernie, what do you think? Do you think we're, we're going to get some Myra presence in this event? I think you have to at this yeah. point. Like, I, I think, okay, I will say, and yeah, I don't want to be hyperbolic or anything, but I'm not going to lie. If we go too much longer without knowing exactly what Myra is up to, yeah. I don't know that I would be happy about that. Like, I, I don't think I would. It's yeah, like it's for sure. Like and, and you know, I, I want to be the first one to point out that you know Hickman is a slow burn writer. He 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 paces things out. He he does everything in his own time. And I know that overall, it's a collaborative effort between uh, himself and Teeny Howard on this one. But I want to believe that at some point in all this, we will see at least a like a a, a stitch, <laughs> yeah. you know, a crumb. Of uh, of Mora X and I and and also I would like to believe that uh, that her part to play is bigger because it just seems like you know we got set up with all this stuff in House of X with her you know she's suddenly this like this mega figure who's kind of hiding in the background and doesn't really want people to know that she's around and it's like okay well when do we make that reveal and it feels like this is the time yeah 
Yeah. Definitely. Well, and it is it like on one hand, I appreciate the patience and I appreciate mm. no like being a huge fan of Jonathan Hickman's comics work. I do appreciate the slow burn. Like it, there are comics that really work for me in a lot of ways because of that, because you're seeding all these elements and then the payoff is so huge when you get to it. You know, it's a, it's a delicate balance to walk. Um, that's that said, I totally agree with you where. We had Moira in the event. It was, I would say, the coolest idea in superhero comics, bar none, last year, was was her lifelines and kind of what it means for the X-Men. And then we go a full year with just her in the background. Like, mm-hmm. you, I, I feel like fans and readers have kind of already put, like, we've already shown the faith, I feel like. You know, like, being dedicated mm-hmm. a year later without touching on that is like, we trust you. <laughs> like, we know it's going to come somewhere, but you got to give us a little breadcrumb. You know what I mean? Like, you got to right. give us a little something now. This is the time. It's a, it's a 2020 event. Um, and, you know, like, we've got these big red issues in the... And when I say red, I mean it's highlighted red in the, the reading order list they give at the end. Like, that means huge stuff is coming. And we're talking mm-hmm. future of the nation. We're talking uh, tarot cards that read about a reset might be the only path forward. We're talking um, an X-Factor solicit for December. Talking about resurrection protocols being in question. So it's like all these huge things coming together. Moira has to have a say in some of this, and and like, I don't know. It's just like it's a it's a request almost. Like, please let us see some of that. <laughs> like, please. Yeah, let right. us oh, I'm, that. I'm with you. Yeah, I request <laughs> yes. that as well. All right, cool. <laughs> Same. It would be awesome. Um. So yeah. So I think we definitely will see that. I I do think too. Like my one theory about the betrayal potentially is uh, I think Doug Ramsey has been shockingly big in uh in this event so far so cypher and he's got this warlock arm we saw in giant size storm this week um warlock's just out like full full on display everybody knows about him now apparently that happened because mm-hmm. initially yeah, yeah that was like, weird keep this right like there's no conversation around like oh you got warlock arm now <laughs> like it had to like be a secret before and, and now he's just out yeah why was it a secret then and not now yeah so uh, what he, happened between yeah. here and then that didn't get answered but we know so cypher's going to be i think one of the sword bearers i think he's probably the one holding up his sword in that picture of the potential betrayers that people are showing their backs to. He's on a bunch of the covers. I can see that. Yeah. Um, the, the question a lot of people have, I think, is like, uh, Cypher, really? Like, Doug Ramsey? But he's got a lot going on right now in terms of what he knows that no one else knows. So, like, first off, he's got his Warlock connection, which gives him a connection to the Technarch, which gives him, like, more of a connection to the Phalanx than anyone in, in X-Men. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is interesting. He's got, like, cosmic implications that, that could matter. The other thing that I think is really interesting with him is he's the only person who understands Krakoa. Like, he's the only person on that island who actually knows what Krakoa's deal is. And one question I had is, like, do we know that Krakoa doesn't kind of hate the X-Men? <laughs> like, yeah. like, are we trusting <laughs> right? that this mutant island who was beat up and shot into space by them <laughs> in in all uh, Giant Size X-Men number one <laughs> in 1975 actually likes them? And wants them right because Doug is the only person who would know. So, like when he tells Professor X, "Hey, here's what Krakoa told me about this story," I think it's the same thing as the Summoner, maybe, where it's like Mm -hmm. I'm leaving out some stuff that that is dirtier too. And and the other piece of this is how did the X Men get Krakoa as their island? That has not been delivered as information where where we actually know how this got into place and accept it because that happened before Doug showed up. And made a connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, yeah. So to me, it's like Doug could have he could have a Krakoan angle where he's like, actually, we need to free this island or something to that extent, which could throw the whole ball game up in the air. Um, or it, and or I guess he's got this connection to Warlock in the Phalanx. And there's this the New Mutants number fourteen cover that was uh, solicited that came out. It's got Warlock on the cover, but no Doug. That's a post yeah. kind of Swords event. A lot of people made a big deal mm-hmm. about that. Um, I think. Doug's definitely, he's going to have a surprisingly big role in this event, and I think he's going to be one of the quote-unquote betrayers. I'm just kind of curious, like, I don't know that that means we won't like what he's doing, I guess is the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. that that necessarily makes him an enemy so much as somebody with, like, a totally different perspective than, uh, than mm-hmm. anybody else on the island. I wonder if they have a Doug, if he's going to be the only one that can speak to Araco. I'm sure they have someone that mm-hmm. is translating Araco down there, but Doug should right. be able to speak to him. Another thing I wanted to throw in while we're on the topic of one Douglas Ramsey, who has been <laughs> weirdly huge in the Dawn of X. At the, end, <laughs> at the end of Giant Size Storm, 
that Ernie, I watched your video last night before bed. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> Thank I you. Had three dreams due to it. And <laughs> at the end of it, right, when he's walking away from that little bubble and uh, mm-hmm. he, he gets some language, they see that that uh, that thing that was part of the techno-organic virus that they sucked out, right? It became mm-hmm. sentient. And you got that little uh, writing. That writing is actually the same as the writing that the Sidri from Giant Size Nightcrawler slash Cipher. Mm. That's the same writing, but flipped upside down. At least, at least one of the letters is definitely the exact same. That makes sense. Because that, that actually makes he sense. He looks at it. He gives it a little sly look, like ah, you sly dogs. That's what that is. And I don't know how. I don't know how the Sidri would be part of it, or or what. But it's definitely the same writing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That actually makes a lot of sense because I know a lot of people kept saying that oh, it's the same as the key that Magneto got in the giant size. I saw a lot of uh, uh, yeah, in the giant size X Men Magneto book, and I was like, well, I guess it's kind of similar. And then it's like, but now that you brought up the 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 giant size Nightcrawler, I'm kind of like, ooh, and it's pretty much the only it. way that that giant size Nightcrawler does would tie in with that or, or else that one is just like why the hell was that part of that series right you like know? like yeah because like it seems like there's it, that's the thing about giant size x-men it seems like there hasn't been any like overarching you know narrative it seems like just a, a series of like side stories but they're actually right. connected mm-hmm. in some way um nothing too like i'm still thinking about like have we actually had any uh uh any payoff on the 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 shot of uh, of doug touching the plants and, and mm-hmm. uh, on Krakoa, yeah, little, little techno organic virus. Uh, no, yeah, not yet. not yet. I mean, so, so that's the other. That, thing. I got questions, yeah. man. I got questions. Right. <laughs> I think that's gonna be that's gonna be something huge. Yeah. Obviously, I mean that's been planted forever, and yeah, what could that mean? Is Krakoa gonna be under their control at one point? I would mm-hmm. love to see a story back to what you were saying earlier about how Krakoa feels about the whole thing. It doesn't. I don't want to see like a whole Krakoa be like, ah, screw you guys and be done with it. Yeah. But I think it would be cool to do something where Krakoa is a little upset. Maybe he's taken some things from them. They've asked too much, or or see what they could do with that. That that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a story mm. to be told there. All right, so let's throw it to. Um, this is great. This is a fun conversation. Let's throw it to uh, mm-hmm. one of the the final questions I have, which I think is interesting and ties into where we're going at the end of all this. So Patrick A. asked, uh, leading into this conversation, so he says, um, I want to hear speculation about the new classified X-Men title coming in December. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's been a lot of floating out there that like, okay, there's a new X-Men book coming, but it's classified at this point in time. Uh, He said, I'm excited about the Moira series, but I don't think that will be launching until next year. I would agree with you there. I I don't expect it'll be the Moira book yet. Um, Although, post Ten of Swords Moira book would be extremely exciting and a great way to potentially keep the momentum. Uh, but he says um, it could really be anything. My best guess is that if the Avengers are tackling the Phoenix in December, this could be a companion mutant title. Uh, all right. I have an idea here. I, I, I feel like I know what it is, <laughs> which is like I feel irrationally confident about this. But uh, what, what do you guys think? What is the next X-Men book, next series announcement going to be? Ernie, I'll throw it to you first. I wanna, Part of me wonders, is this X-Corp? Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, it was originally announced, but then just kind of not ever shown, or... Like, I feel like that book kind of disappeared, and I know it's definitely not, you know, Children of the Atom, because we've already seen stuff for that. Children's coming mm-hmm. in, I think, January. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one, yeah, that one's, and I think, yeah, that one's coming through with, uh, I think... So, wait, so, man, that means v- Vita Yala's gonna be working on, like, two different... She's got Children oh, and oh. New Mutants going forward, which I was super excited Hey, I'm here for it, man. Yeah. Look, look, look. Let let it let them write everything they want to write. Let her write it whatever she wants. Um, um, it, but yeah, I don't know. It it could be X Corp or I don't know. That's like the only thing that's really like leaping out at me at the moment. Like it's like just the one thing we haven't seen anything of. X-Corp but I feel like if it was yeah. it it would be class why classify if we already kind of know it's out there. You know, that's only that's my only negative against it. Sure, Verna, maybe yeah, uh, brother. <laughs> I have no idea. That's a damn good question. Maybe, maybe it'll be something that comes out of Ten of Swords because it's classified now. They don't want to say what it is because it would spoil something for Ten of Swords. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The fact I that it's classified because, does suggest it might have more of a Ten of Swords connection than mm-hmm. than anything else, right? Because if it if it didn't, to your point, like why not say what it is? <laughs> you know, right? Because so my theory, my fairly confident one. So I've got a video that I, I've already written. It's scheduled for tomorrow. Um, it's called How Hickman's X-Men Will Conquer the Galaxy. 
And what it's all about is about the Marvel Cosmic connections that are happening in Krakoa, kind of looking at everything that's been seeded, and then really just the idea of, like, are there alien mutants in the Marvel Universe, and how do they fit in to the Krakoan mission? Um, because I, I've really been thinking a lot about, like, okay, this kind of ties into Ten of Swords, too, with Arako. It's like, we're trying to make more mutants. Where do we find more mutants? Because a lot of people took that literally initially as, like, okay, like, everybody on Krakoa needs to have a lot of sex and have a lot of babies. Yeah. And it's like, there are other ways to bring in, there are other ways to bring in and, like, reinforce your numbers. Um, to mm-hmm. me, like, the cosmic landscape is a cool way to do that. So I won't go into the full... I, I'm excited about that one. I, I, I like this theory a lot. I think people should check out that video when it drops tomorrow. But, um... I think the December book, what would make sense to me, is an Al Ewing-written uh, sword book. So I don't know if you guys read Empire Avengers Aftermath, but the last page mm-hmm. of that was a tease for a future where Abigail Brandt, longtime leader of sword, very recent leader of space security and alpha flight, she's got on uh, the X logo on her jacket. Mm-hmm. She's got Manifold behind her, uh, Eden Fessy, who is a mutant himself. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, okay, so there's going to be a new cosmic mutant team Relaunch sword. I think that's what the I think that's what the book the next yeah. book announced is it most like likely. Like X of Sword or something like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would right? be, yeah. You made me think of something actually. Because I have a theory that goes along with what could be a, that potential title. I think maybe pretty much I think Apocalypse wants to replace Saturnine with a mutant. Ooh, yeah. Right? I, I, I think because that would think of the control that that would give him. There's also obviously been this whole storyline with getting access to other world has been huge, right? And maybe it could be like a, like a re like it could be like a Captain Britain series. It could be like the relaunching of the Captain Britain with a with a mutant at the helm. But uh, that would because be awesome. it goes with what you're. Let, let's tackle it. Maybe think of because mutant style, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah. Hickman's blowing up the strength of the X Men, just like you're saying, expanding out to space. We've got she's not a mutant, but. What's Zandra Naramani yep. in charge of the the Shi'ar, and now you've it's got just, Brood like leading the Brood, <laughs> and then to to put the mutants in charge of the uh, Starlight Citadel. I mean that that would kind of complete the whole out in space. You're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I dig that theory. Well, yeah, and then then they say like that was in one of the futures or one of the the the, the lives of Mora was that it was something they never really expounded upon was uh the idea that the Shi'ar basically gave mutants amnesty uh like in you know in their ranks yeah uh during the during that alternate uh, uh timeline see it does stand to reason there would be why wouldn't there be mutants out in space why couldn't there be mm-hmm. um yeah especially and and you know what now I think about it too especially if you go back and kind of not saying it's a direct tie but if you go back and look at the stuff that was set up in the uh the intergalactic empire of Wakanda it actually makes sense that uh that uh manifold would probably go back out into space right uh yeah. he spent a fair chunk of uh uh at least as far as a year's a year's worth of comics <laughs> uh, uh, in space, and he can pretty much go wherever the heck he wants. So it, it would it would make sense. Um, yeah, we got Brew who's out there. Uh, you know, Grant he's 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 a he's not a mutant. Yeah, like in the same way that uh, he the doesn't rest have of the X Men are. Right, he just he he's a mutant in terms of his his species, right. but yeah, you know, we know what's going on, with Brew, and yeah, you know, there's the and need, you know, of course you know, King all of that other stuff. Mini. I'm I'm so I I need I kind of want that I want well that that. was (laughs) that was one of my possible predictions until I really thought about it and realized that he doesn't have an X gene but I was imagining a a situation where you've got this big battle going on in Ten of Swords and the mutants are dying left and right and then all of a sudden you just see Bruce show up the next page is a double page splash with ten billion broods coming down to save the day but him not being a mutant I don't think that really you know what I mean? It doesn't have the same weight. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I think Apocalypse wants the mutants to to succeed, you know? Yeah, no, <laughs> that, that, that's what he's talking about, right, is this community of mutants now. That is, like, mm-hmm. that is his thing. And I, I was talking, too, about, like, so Apocalypse's thing has always been survival of the fittest. Um, the difference now is that always meant on an individual level, whereas now he's thinking his scale and scope have increased. He's thinking about community. He's thinking about all <laughs> of mutant kind, and that's the fittest group. Right, so his his survival, mm. like that's what's going to determine his role in Ten of Swords. I think is what which group does he think is the strongest to move forward with? That's the one he's going to side with, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. It's got, it's yeah. like, emotion doesn't take a part with Apocalypse. Like he already he already abandoned his family to this realm. Now 
we can say, like, okay, he's got more of a connection to them than we ever realized. That seems to be what Hickman is doing, right? He's got, there's some tenderness to his interaction with his grandson, Summoner, that mm-hmm. we wouldn't expect from this character. That said, his ultimate decision is going to be who's got the best chance at survival here. And, and that's the, the team that he's going to go with. I just, like, that's, that's the nature of this character. Along those lines, I think I was reading the comments and on one of your two's videos, and somebody had said something about wouldn't he pick the post-humans then in the future? You know, if, mm-hmm. if he has word for Moira, you know, in my eighth life, the post-humans actually had, had a leg up on us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Apocalypse should kind of lean towards that, but I wouldn't like that personally one of my big things that i don't want to happen in this event yeah. is for apocalypse to go bad i want him to stay on the team you know what i mean yeah, everybody yeah, thinks dang. he's or not everybody but they're kind of making it obvious that he would betray us i want to say <laughs> but uh the mutants but i i hope that's not the case because i love having him on krakoa right yeah i i don't i don't want to see him do a, another about face mm-hmm. uh i would not rather yet. i yeah i i like I like this current iteration uh, of Apocalypse. I mean, and not only that, we literally just saw him turn on the externals. Uh, yeah, right, well, yeah. not even all of them, just like half of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ones he didn't need. Two-thirds of them, actually. The, the ones whose names we can't remember. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, the un- I, I noticed he kept the ones I actually liked. Like, he kept Selene, uh, he kept Gideon, and I was like, okay. I was like, wait a minute, Gideon's still around? Okay, cool, I'll yeah. ride with it. Yeah, uh, I was like, I yeah. like Selene. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. We, we, just saw, we, we just saw him turn uh, on, on, on the other externals. We just saw him, and, and, which, bear in mind, for the most part, they were, they're all bad guys. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. it's not they've, even all, a, they've all done it, some stuff. For sure. Yeah, it, I, I don't feel sorry for them in that. Um, but I, I like the fact that you know Apocalypse has been kind of doing the like they 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 did lay out that one seed that I'm not excited about. But the fact that you know it was like oh well did Apocalypse did he he save the world but did he sacrifice his uh his his children and his family to save himself and you know what little bit was left you know yeah. and all this other stuff. That's the one line I kind of feel like is kind of like, mm, I really don't want that to be a thing here in this book where, like, I mean, yeah, if he did it back then, whatever, because that was a different apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how know, interesting that would be. I, I'm kind of with you on yeah. that because we don't, we don't really have an investment in him as a family man. That's all new mm-hmm. to us. So to me, yeah. it's more interesting to be like, he actually does care about these individuals, but he still made that sacrifice as opposed mm-hmm. to, like... It, suddenly revealing like oh he turned his back on his family that we didn't we didn't care about an attachment to them because we didn't know about him until two minutes ago so that's not yeah i'm kind of with you on that i do also it's weird because it's like on one hand i want all these huge exciting moments to happen but on the other hand i feel like there's so much story still still to be told with krakoa and with apocalypse and with the dawn of x in like i don't want like the one big question here would be like do we get the moira life switch you know, to Life 11. Do we hit that button at the end right, of this? Right, right. To me, it's like, no, please don't actually. Yeah. I'm not ready no. yet. I'm not, I'm not, not ready. Yet. I don't want to go to that I, life I, yet. I would say save something like that. Like, honestly, I think something like that is going to be saved for whenever Hickman decides he's done. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah save it Save it for when you're done and you're ready to, like, yeah, because I figure, like, that's kind of his trap door. Or even, like, last uh, year stuff, right? Like, oh, yeah, final, yeah. final year of his run, that's when you hit the button. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just be like, hey, here's my, there you go, that's that, that's the, the the magic bullet that gets us out of all this and sets it up to where someone else doesn't have to be in my crazy headspace to write whatever they want. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Which I, I love, I, 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 this is the best, I, I know a lot of people are, you know, that we, it has some detractors, but uh, I think this is the best the X-Men have been in some time. <laughs> so I'll be here for it. I'm he could write it for the next ten years. He could he could have a Claremont uh, uh, level run with this, and I'd be perfectly fine with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is, that's what I want. Don't get to go that long uh, in in Marvel these days. Like like Jason Aaron's yeah. Thor is probably like the longest recent example. Um, yeah, because you know, that was like five, six, seven years. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if we, if we got five him years, and Dan Slott, yeah, him and Dan Slot, Slot they, was Spidey. Yep, I was very surprised by that. But yeah. Cool, cool. All right, guys, this was super fun. Uh, Ernie, I know you got something coming. All right, so I'll toss it to you guys. Any any big ideas or, or just things that you brought to this that you didn't get to talk about that you want to drop before we uh, before we wrap things up? And and before I do that, like thanks so much, everybody, for joining 
Um, mm. This this is my first cracking Krakoa live stream on YouTube. Obviously, we have some technical stuff that I'm figuring out, <laughs> but I appreciate everyone hanging out. I I got to figure out how to do a I, Ernie. I got to ask you, man. Like, how do you, how do you monitor a live chat while you're talking? And it's it's so much. I got to practice. It's uh, I have a I I I have a lot of well, I don't say a, I don't want to say a lot, but. I have three monitors in front of me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have a I have a vertical monitor for for to be able to actually see the chat, and even sometimes I miss stuff. Like I go back through, and sometimes I'll kind of like skim and skim. Sometimes people are having conversations of their own, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll leave y'all to that. You're good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 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 Just, but it, it's it it's I usually just tell people like if you have questions you want me to answer. Like either save it, <laughs> save it for what I'm actually like actively looking. Like I'll, right. I'll let people know, but because uh, otherwise I, I it the chat moves so fast sometimes it's hard to keep up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you got you know four times <laughs> yeah. the followers too, so I'm sure it's just flying. <laughs> um, all right, Bruno, hit me with uh, hit me with anything we we didn't get to that you that you brought to the party here that you wanted to hit. I think all right. Cerebro sword. You've got Zeno. You've got them. They have that. That's going on. That's not going to be part of the the trip to Araco. I believe we're going to have a, a bunch of mutants leave Araco. It's going to be slightly undefended, and I think Zeno is going to attack Krakoa at that time. And the five will be in jeopardy. Kind of a situation mm-hmm. would be cool. I would like really like to see the five be in jeopardy at some point throughout this because we haven't had that yet. You're right. And the next the next X Factor solicit tease is like Resurrection's got some problems. So could that be somebody on the five? Yeah. Getting it, getting it stuck to him in this event. That's a that's a good call out. We haven't seen a ton with them. Um, one thing, and I actually saw somebody say this in the chat as well. Um, I'm kind of ready to know what the heck is going on with uh with Darwin and uh, yeah. and Sink and X23. Like I know they're in that you know, they're in the vault. Uh, with the children of the vault, would you know, time is supposed to move way differently, so they could come out of this thing like God only knows what. Um, and I just, uh, I'm curious, as that was one of those random plot threads Hickman threw out that I felt like, of all the other random plot threads, is the only one that really hasn't been revisited since. Like, yep. elements mm-hmm. from that issue were revisited, like, you know, Storm, how she got infected with the the machine viruses in that issue right but at the same time we haven't seen anything about that so i don't think they'll actually spend time no it seems like too much right it's it seems like that's a a, uh, the whole post-human thing seems like the next crossover Mm -hmm. uh but it's just it's one of those situations where like if they showed up I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, yeah. But, like, at the same time, I kind of, like, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, I feel like that's, I feel, like, I don't know if there's, like, a, I know he's got an idea, but it's, like, it's it's frustrating sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to wait for that idea to unfold, which, and yeah, I always. And tabs on him, you know? And yeah. Oh, my God. Because the longer this goes, the more seeds we yes. have planted that haven't been explored. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally, totally. Right. That's one thing I wanted to ask you guys. If I mean, for me, it's getting to the point where it's, like, oh, God, you know, I'm digging through all these books. It's getting, we've got so many books that the clues could be in any one of them, but it's getting, uh, it's getting a little ridiculous. In a good way, though. Yeah, no, it's fun. Okay. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that mystery and that, that riddle yeah. part of it. You know, that, that to me is the fun of this, is what like I, digging for clues, you know? I mm. wish I had already a trade paperback or, like, something, a collected edition, because it's getting to be tricky. Do you guys put everything on digital? I'm curious. Like, do you ha- I'm, I'm pulling out single issues, and I'm destroying them, and it's like, was that an Excalibur 7? Was it 6? Oh, God. Like, I, oh, yeah. I need to sit down and put everything on my iPad, because that's what's getting to be tricky. We're caught up enough. You can't just flip through. Yeah, we're caught up enough in um, Marvel Unlimited a little bit. I will, I'll, I'll throw all the digital codes from my, from my floppies onto the tablet, so I've got them a yeah. little bit faster. Because um, otherwise, I, going through floppies takes me, you know, because I bag and board them too. So yeah. it's like then it's like I'm taking out mm-hmm. the museum, <laughs> trying to get everything. <laughs> yeah. One thing I wanted to throw in quickly. This I wouldn't be excited about it if it happened, but I, th- I think mm-hmm. it could. King Arthur. Don't care about him. But it was pretty much like the first thing that we learned in Excalibur is that he's missing. Yeah. And they've never said anything oh, yeah. about it. I think Apocalypse could be behind that. Like, that was, he needed that to happen to start that war in the other world. And uh, he could be gagged and bound somewhere in Moira's closet or something. He could pop up. Where's the king? But uh, I don't think anyone yeah. would, I don't think anyone would care. But uh, he's somewhere, and at some point, he's going to pop up. 
That's funny. I had totally forgotten about that. That's an interesting call out. Yeah. What is what is King Arthur's role? Uh, he's busy in What's yeah. the Future by uh, Kieran Gillen and, and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll I was about to say. Over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. This is super fun. Uh, thanks everybody in the chat for joining. You can find Verno's work over at the Cerebros podcast, and uh, it's T Cerebros on Twitter. Do I have that right? Yes, you do. Yeah, so check that out. And Ernie, thanks so much for joining. You can find his work at Blurred Without Fear here on YouTube. I know you got tons of other stuff going on too, Ernie, but I, I think that is probably oh, yeah. where Lots. people can, can find uh, you know ways to reach you. And then you got a stream coming up here uh, in a little mm-hmm. bit. So if you got if you yep. got time and you want to keep talking comics, um, head over to your channel, right? Head over to Blurred Without Fear and, uh, and check out the stream. I think I'm going to yes, do that myself. You. Thank you for having me on, too. Thank you. I, I had a lot of fun with this. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks, guys. This was for a blast. Real, we'll yeah. have to do it again sometime. And, uh, all right, really everybody, thanks so much. It. Cool, cool. And I'm going to end the live stream. I'm going to then try and dig through these questions and see what y'all are talking about. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> i got a, I got a crack in Krakoa coming tomorrow. Again, it's called How Hickman's X-Men Will Conquer the Galaxy. Check that out. It should be dropping around, I think, 11 Central Time. And, uh, and enjoy the comics, everybody. We'll talk later.